AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm GM. And welcome to Bar Talk. We don't need a beef with no toddlers We say moving like rose scholars Everything top ten, no garbage Yeah, no talkers Just execute and don't promise If you ain't with it now, then don't call us We gon' be dealing with go problems uh, Go problems Go problems Yeah, go problems We gon' be dealing with go problems uh, Go problems yeah. Go problems If you ain't with it now, then don't call us We gon' be dealing with go problems uh, For starters, we lead We're largest Knowledge received, imparted. We're farmers, we seed, we harvest, we breed. We're targets, we grieve. Our martyrs better put pause on your plans. Yeah, I'm that confident. 120 keys on the body, about 100 locks on the head. I started out for love, now I'm doing this for bread. And I put on for my city, Lagos, AK, Birkenhead. I'm that one in every hundred years, and I'm only bound to third the way. My legacy will take the reins if my spirit left the earth today. I put hours in, I worked away. Homie, I climbed the ranks, I earned my way. So many times I've been turned away, but it's all come to what you've heard today. So I'm clean, I'm karma, Louis, and Prada. I sheen, I'm stardust, decreed, and chartered. Don't bother, just tweets, no parlor Experience, no karma, that's period, no karma yeah. No dramas, we don't need a beef with no toddlers We say moving like rose scholars, everything's top tier, no garbage yeah. No talkers, just execute and don't promise If you ain't with it now, then don't call us We gon' be dealing with go problems Go problems, go problems, yeah Go problems, we gon' be dealing with go problems Go problems, I wrote this rap on a central side, it was me and a homie mass. You know me and the Brody style by now on a beat, I can only spaz. I love this music, but I won't leave my crib till you show me cash. I came a long way from that hallway on my mom. I ain't going back, why reason don't come round no more? I don't really see the sun round no more. Just a couple more years in the game, we gon' have it all shut down for sure. I'm still up in my hoodie, what's up? But I got a little product for mom. All the people that doubted me then, all the mother more. Perfect, it's done, done. Pro club tee, black jeans on, I don't know these imposters Took my boys up the corners, dealing with go-level problems So no offers, or send them now if you want us Cause we ain't taking no offers, once we sitting down in that office No deals, just partners, I'm clean, regardless We scheme, we harvest, don't need, no sponsors My team, the sharpest, my dreams, my conscious We, we, and Prada, I sheen, I'm stardust, ayy no dramas, we don't need a beef with no toddlers We say moving like rose scholars, everything's hot tier, no garbage yeah. No talkers, just execute and don't promise If you ain't with it now, then don't call us We gon' be dealing with go problems yeah. Go problems, go problems, yeah. go problems We gon' be dealing with go problems Go problems, go problems If you ain't with it now, then don't call us We gon' be dealing with go problems
sexy. You are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. folks welcome to the man that loves his own voice <laughs> it's the man that loves his own voice podcast with me big d dippy boy or aka as they call me daniel m Pern. Mate, i'll, I'll let you guess which one's my real name i'll tell you what i'm looking at our waveform there and, and like yours are bigger than mine <laughs> we're not comparing sizes are we what what <laughs> <laughs> it's an audio in joke folks uh yeah it is no that's the only thing you have bigger than mine it's your a- waveform <laughs> It's to compensate for something else, very clearly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Welcome. Uh, bloody 30 seconds in. Bloody we're bar doing talk. Bl- bloody bar talk. Uh, 30, only 30 seconds in, you've already mentioned the show name. <clears> good <throat> job. Good yeah. form. Um, just real quickly, before we get any further, uh, So Sad by Taylor Wynyard was what you just came off. And then- <laughs> Oh, sorry, Tyler. Did I mispronounce? Tyler. Tyler Wynyard. And yeah. before that, it was uh, Masby Q featuring Razor Bezar with Goat Problems. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 46. Probably that's just the best start of the show you've ever had with those two tracks, I think. Well, because- Oh, you reckon the music-wise or the how music well wise. I got- I, I No, no, not your voice. No, not, not, not your voice, Dan. Other, I, other people's voices. Yes, yeah. You know, no. they're singing your voices. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you reckon I'd win in the, ent- in the speaking voices they're department, they're though? entertainment voices. I don't know if you make the entertainment category, do you? I don't know. Yes, you do. Do you reckon this? Do you reckon this Your podcast isn't D. entertainment? It oh, is. It's good. That's good entertainment. I, I love this kind of entertainment. It's all about Aussie NZ music, of course. In, independent, and uh, occasionally we chuck in something that we just want to play. But that's you. Though. That's I'm not more serious. I got ninety nine point nine nine five percent independent. All right. We think. You know what that point oh one percent is? It's like the germs that get through and they say this kills ninety nine percent of germs. Well, it's, it's, uh, the, this the, radio station kills ninety nine percent of major labels. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. There's always that one little that one little on the slips through our auditing process. Point zero one percent that gets through. Uh, and, uh, and we find out from when we get hit with a lawsuit. Only no, we don't get hit by lawsuits because we're app licensed, of course. But uh, we do get music occasionally that uh, is from uh, a major label, but via an independent PR. Which we love, because we love our independent PRs. We do, we do. Um, speaking of speaking of PRs, mm. we had first song sent in by the awesome folks down across mm. the ditch Nick in Nack. New Zealand. Nick Knack, exactly. Uh, goat problems. Now, uh, as we was, <laughs> so you came in my place on the weekend. We're having a few drinks, and my, <laughs> Did my I? good friend. You <laughs> sounds like he had a bit more than a few. Um, <clears throat> no, I was, I was fine. I got home. I, I actually posted that I wasn't pissed <laughs> yeah, for a change, <laughs> and. Uh, I remember you asking me, yeah, what that we were playing the video for that that first song, the video that I posted today as a yeah. recording on the mm. page. Yeah, go and check it out if you haven't already. And you're like, what's goat? What goat stand for? And my friend Simon just pipes his head through the door and goes, greatest of all time. Yeah, He's like, didn't yeah. even think about it. He, He's uh, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Which one's the bigger rap ask, fan? I'm ask, guessing. Ask the youngest dude with the biggest head, right? <laughs> <laughs> Simon. And, and big head is a is yeah, a very good uh, way to Doc. describe him because yeah. he's a he's a doctor. So hey, take that hey, how you hey, will. Hey Simon, deflate, brother, deflate, <laughs> deflate, brother. Hey, he's okay. No, he's okay. But he's be- Razor. Oh, that's I'm, your next song title, deflate, cool. brother. Yeah, no, he uh, he was fine. But uh, poor Simon at your play because I did go to dance on Saturday night and played Uno mm. an Uno championship. But you know what? Oh yeah, I'm really pissed off at Simo. Why? Right? He turned down fucking Northline. Oh. <laughs> like, who turns down Northline at a house party? Is- I mean, there's only four of us, admittedly. <laughs> but it's going to piss off the heavy reborn crew. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he turned down Northline, landed live at Roundhouse in Sydney, recorded a couple of years ago. Oh, that's okay. And then how's this? He comes back about thirty minutes later, and he goes, "Geez, these dudes are all right. Who are they?" <laughs> <laughs> So it only took him thirty minutes, and yes. we, we managed to turn him around. So he's a real doctor. We, we, we I met a real doctor, did I? Yeah, and and you had a one good that imp- didn't diagnose me with, <laughs> with anything. Uh, is that a first? Is it, Gareth? <laughs> are they not all bad? Well, no, they're all good. They usually prescribe me with something. Something. Yeah. Something to dull the dull the mediocrity that is yeah. that is Fern Tree Gully. The, but, um, there's nothing mediocre, uh, mediocre about Fergie Gully. What are you talking about? It's it. mediocre. Thank you. Like, yeah, I know, but I just say mediocre. Um, goat uh, problems. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. Greatest of all time. Now, we had a big argument on the Mint Factory about that track because it was a double up. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't an argument. It was like, what the fuck does goat mean? And, <laughs> and Simo <laughs> so yeah. Simo actually uh, said that, yeah. Go, go and check we, out the Mint Factory. We, our brains just weren't clicking that night. I don't know why, but yeah. A couple of these tracks we played tonight are- Thanks, thanks Amy. And so we got the answer. Are on the latest Mint Factory as well. Um, after that, speaking of um, vi- songs that have great videos, uh, Tyler Winyard's uh, song, So Sad. Man. That song made me happy. Yeah, it did. You know why? Because yeah. it's made in Melbourne. The video was made in Melbourne too. 
That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is 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 Taylor is Taylor from Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I she's uh, she's a, she's a Melbourne girl, and um, no, she's from the Gold Coast, but oh. I think she's down in Melbourne now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, she's from the Goldie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like doing a- really, really, really well. Um, making some making some charts in a few different countries, which is really cool. Uh, and the video video was really well done. And the funniest thing was the car park that they filmed it in. I immediately recognise it because we were at Crown the other week, and Crown. This has is a not rooftop. an endorsement, by the way. This is not an endorsement. But no. if Crown would like to send us a check, please do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll fucking do a live session at the poker hey, tables hey, when they hey, reopen. We'll launder it. Don't you like, worry about that, James Packer. If you're listening, fucking reopen the poker tables. I've been want, we've been wanting to know when that happens. They, they haven't opened. They haven't closed. They haven't opened the poker tables in a year. Mate, I can't. I can't believe you're actually saying James because when I was growing up, when I was your age, I was, was saying Kerry. Kerry. <laughs> when my dad, when my dad was alive. He was saying, sir, sir, what, what's his name? The old bloke? Mm-hmm. Uh, sir, sir, Kerry Packer. Packer. Mr. Packer. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Chief Packer. If you, if you give us a, if you give us a <laughs> undisclosed check of many zeros, we'll come down and, uh, with particular, with hopefully another number in front, uh, we'll come down and do a live session at the poker tables at Crown. Any number. <laughs> Any number at all. That's our, that's our, that's our, that's our good, philosophy. That's how good our odds are. <laughs> Oh, somebody's been reading a bit of the heart of the deal, Donald Trump. <laughs> don't mention it. No, they, look, he's off the news, man. We don't do not mention oh, him. Okay, okay. Talking about uh, news, Sue's with news with Sue's uh, has been fun. Yeah, she's been great. Look, we've Speaking created a whole new format, whole new segment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be seeing some. Should be putting out some written content too on the website soon, which should be really good. Mm. Um, <clears throat> this week, though, I had a good old time chatting to M. Hoffman, who has been. Um, we've been receiving some his his songs over the last few months, and he recently came out with his with his new album. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, one of his songs off that album. You don't have to say before uh, we play the interview with him. Before that, another another minty fresh track, Coast and Ocean, a Man that no needs no introduction in the Melbourne in the Australian music scene with his new single Lost. A bit of rabbity rap. Exclamation mark. Yeah. Oh, this was just like this was full on chillness. This just like upbeat chillness. Now you said he doesn't need any introduction. I sort of haven't heard much of Coast and Ocean because uh obviously as a content director, I'm out of the loop. Even though he gets sent all the content. Yeah. It is Alex Johnson. It is. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, look, when you come from hey, g'day, the coastal regions, as he is, as he is from, uh, of course, it's going to be infused with that salt, windswept sort of vibe, which I've certainly got from this. Just, you know, mixing musical styles. Bloody good track, though, don't you reckon? He's probably from Kayama. You reckon? Somewhere like that, yeah. 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 yeah I like the I'm phone. He's, he's, um, he's maybe, got maybe, his- Maybe Bermagui. <laughs> It's not far. That's that's getting close to where your old man is, actually. Yeah, just my old world. man's like four hundred kilometers inland. <laughs> four hundred kilometers is like a stone's throw in Australian for Australian standards. Come on, coast and ocean. Mm. This was again really cool track. Um, I do, as I was about to say, really like the phone. He's uh he's he's pretending to use in his promo pics. I literally have used one of those. What with the like in in a like it was a brand new states. I'm talking nineteen. 19- 81. No, 79. Is it actually a car phone? Is that what it is? It was a real car phone, yeah. And, and you, yeah, you he had the box and everything in the air. Yeah, so. I don't think I've actually, no, that's one thing I haven't used. And this is before my time. It was, it was, it was really, it was a CB. Uh, <laughs> it, it just like, I thought, hey, use one of them. Let's, let's put a phone, a phone on the air instead of just having that it's, little thing where it goes, 
It's like yeah. those. No, honestly, yeah, can, I, can I speak to the officer, please? Right. It was. It was a, like an open line. Johnny, are you on air? So over. It was, it was a CB. We just they just kept the line open. Well, it, it's like one of those. Uh, it all feels like it's a gimmick with those handles because I've seen the ones. I saw someone the other day with one of those old school phone handles that they now make mm. that you can plug into your mobile. They have no practical use whatsoever. It's just pure aesthetic. It's like, why would you use it? Like, oh, look at me. I'm all hipster. Oh, look at me. I've got my headset phone. Yeah, like the Bluetooth. Or you just hold yeah. the phone with the other hand and yet you're using, using your other hand Bluetooth. with the headset. There's no, there's no free hand in this. Bluetooth is so 2008. Bluetooth. Yeah. It's all wired. We've come full circle again. Bloody hell. Why, why did I get onto this topic? Um, Coast and Ocean. It's It's called Lost! Exclamation mark. That just lost me too. So, uh, it's the panic. It's the panic of getting lost. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's. I say let's get straight onto it, don't you reckon? I think you should. Uh, but yeah, the M. Hoffman interview is up next. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back. I'll be back with you soon, Gareth, before you even know it. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a f- bit of info to talk about. Show's coming up. Uh, show's Heaps gone stuff. by. Uh, and uh, Dan's going to show you something. I've got an alcohol review later too. Looking forward to that. I have too. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's your shout. Oh, uh, is it? Oh, God. <laughs> the ways he's- Bloody hell, leeching off me again. Uh, <laughs> uh, here it is, Co- uh, Coast and Ocean with Lost, and after that, uh, M. Hoffman with You Don't Have to Say on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, folks. It's been a while. Yeah, it's only been five days. <laughs> Bar talk. Bar, Bar talk. talk. <laughs> Come get lost. And people mad playing shows This freedom had never hold back Chasing energy and our goals She was so bad Had me tapping out She the move stone and stone cold We be getting high as a plane In Amsterdam Got some bar and some pink rose Solar rays rolling up blue drink I'll be high with the swan Slide high to me get lost Come and get lost with me Come get lost You were from a movie screen Come get lost yeah, it's rushed, so it's lost, it's true All the dreams that we see are so beautiful Lost Come and get lost with me hey. Hi, I'm M Hoffman and you're listening to AMR
Yes, 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 folks. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Bar Talk. That was a sexy little song. That was uh, a previous single off the good man, M. Hoffman. You don't have to say. It's off his brilliant, brilliant brand new album, Lavender Sleeping. And it's an awesome album, if I must say so myself. So, folks, you better ho- you better hoff into your chair. Uh, man up and Mick inhale some good vibes because- We've got Mikhail, a.k.a. M. Hoffman, right now on the line from Sydney uh, to talk about everything, I guess. So, <laughs> Mikhail, how are you going? I'd like to welcome you. Well, good. Firstly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Very good to be and here. Uh, and uh, that, was a, uh, that was a massive introduction. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I try my best. I, I, try, I try to give my absolute heart and soul into these puns. No, no, you did it well. It was, uh, I felt that 110%. Th- thank you, thank you. He's not just filling; he's 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 filling more than a hole there. One hundred and ten percent. See, he's he's yeah. he's giving it his all plus an added ten percent, folks. That's what I call commitment. Commitment to the cause. Is, is that is that right? Is that what you'd That's say? It. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think it's the least we can do. Today, right? <laughs> no, very uh, least. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. And uh, firstly, congrats on the album too. Well done for putting it out there. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. It's uh, it's good to have it out. It's a nice feeling. Now, this is the debut 
from you as far as like records are concerned. You've released a couple of singles last year, which which um which is one of the ones we just played actually. One of the ones, yeah. sorry, that we did play, which is you don't have to say. But this yeah. is the first record you've put out properly. This is, yeah, as um as a solo artist. Yeah, this is uh the first time doing anything like this. Um yeah, it's uh it it's everything. It good good feelings, good vibes. Yeah, mate, you're all about them good vibes. Yeah, I try to be. Hashtag I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it just it's good. It's good to have uh, a body of work like this. Um, especially just yeah, for as a solo artist, it's it's something that's a little bit new to me. Um, yeah, I've been in bands like for for years um, and in and out and doing various things and playing guitar and all of that. But this is. Uh, it's kind of something I wanted to do, I guess, for a long, long time, and it's it's really nice to say that I've done it. It's a nice little achievement. It must it must feel pretty self satisfying, you know. Good old pat on the back situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah um, I'm pretty proud of it. I feel what, really good about it. Speaking of feeling, speaking of you know feelings and and you know, getting the happy vibes out there. What what do you say to your audiences when they ask whether they're going to feel the hoff? What do they what should they expect from you? <laughs> uh, man, good question. Elaborate Strong on these question. good vibes. What are we supposed to be saying? Because good, it's a term that we just throw out there. I think as a as a culture. I know. So we, we go, throw good it out vibes, there, yo. Yeah. Fucking Instagram it, TikTok, <laughs> yo. Yeah. Follow me, bro. Good vibes yeah, on the way, bro. <laughs> DM DM me for good vibes, fifty percent off, bro. <laughs> what do we mean by yeah. that, though? What 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 does that mean to you when you when you say I've got to give out some good vibes? What do you hope to achieve? I don't even know because uh, most of the songs are pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, so maybe, hang on. maybe it's just Hold maybe on. it's just the hope that I won't bring people down too <laughs> yeah. much. No, I was thinking more along the lines of well, you know, I I let people know about about my. De- about my sad, sorry state of affairs, and it makes people feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's where I was going with that, yeah. obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, that is like, you know, actually, yeah, I guess a lot of people do say this, but there is something in that, though, right? Like, there's something good about a sad song that um, it doesn't necessarily, like, maybe it makes you feel better about yourself, or maybe it is something you can relate to, or maybe it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty sad, and I'm pretty into it. And that's just how you're feeling that day. Like that's, I think there's something in that, like something that actually does make you feel a lot better, in a sense. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird juxtaposition. I mean, at what point, yeah. Mikhail, did you did you write that truly happy song, and and what reason did it put you off writing a happy song ever again? <laughs> yeah, look, I don't think I've actually written a happy song yet. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. So watch this space, essentially. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe one day, one day it'll come out. But it's like the the danger is like I think when I was writing, actually when I was writing for this uh, record, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of other songs I wrote as well, and there was some that I was like, oh, like I kind of wanted to put a message into, and I was like, you know, it's just cheesy, and I couldn't, I couldn't get away from that, and I. I don't know. Maybe you figure that out one day. Maybe there's a way that it doesn't come across as cheesy, but. Um, yeah. Oh, look, one day, maybe. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> Got to keep that open mind, I feel like. Yeah, Because you, know, yeah. you never know what, what's going to be around the corner. Maybe you have to be truly happy to do it. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, well, that, I was like, <laughs> well, folks, in that case, then you're never hearing a happy album from me ever again <laughs> or ever <Hell> at all. <laughs> just, just ask uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. I'm sure he could answer that one for me. <laughs> well, he had like a happy, happy go lucky phase, didn't he? That was yeah, like that was Friday, great. I'm in love. Yeah, yeah. But so, he still sang it so melancholy. <laughs> it was it was happy, but he was like his voice is always gonna sound sad. <laughs> Even well, if the melody is like very positive and uplifting. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the old it's the old, you know, once you go black and in black as I mean like goth, you never go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't escape that, no way. And now Vikale, you were mentioning before about how you've been in bands and that before. But this is the yeah. first proper solo solo project you've done yeah. in your music career. Uh, tell me a bit about some of these songs then, because were these some songs that you were sitting on for quite a while that needed that perfect voice, so to speak, and that you found that through, you know, doing it solo? Or was it a case of, no, I want to do a solo project and I'm going to write a bunch of songs which will suit that style? Yeah. Um, there was, there was a bit of both. Um, I was actually before deciding that I was going to do anything with this music, we had taken a couple of years off music and was just a bit, a little bit burnt out, a little bit over it, um, bit directionless about everything. Um, but still writing, uh, still writing songs, still, you know, working out riffs and like things like that. Um, for whatever reason, I couldn't tell you why I just was doing it, I guess. Um, and it, there was a couple of these songs that are like three or four years old now, um, that I was just sitting on and I was kind of like going through and there were songs I couldn't just, I couldn't like let go of them. They were just sticking around. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, I'm just going to demo some of these out and like work on some arrangements and get some ideas together or whatever. Um, and I was going through a pretty heavy, um, like sixties phase, like Beatles, birds, mm, mm. like all of that, like listening to a lot of that stuff and listening to a lot of like, uh, 12 string guitar, um, going through a lot of Tom Petty, listening to Williams, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And, uh, Stevie Nicks, like all of that. And just like, kind of just listened to all that kind of stuff. And that was all kind of just resonating with me a lot. Like a lot of those arrangements were really resonating with me. And I found like a lot of these songs where that was all just coming out. Um, and so it was like, you know, I, was, I wrote a fair amount of songs and I was just kind of just really getting excited about it for some reason. So I just kept going at it, kept chipping away, kept working at it. And was like I think it was the first time in a long time I was enjoying the music that I was writing. Um, previously, before I was in bands where someone else was writing and we were just contributing like music mm, or mm. you know parts or whatever, and I was always writing like behind the scenes, thinking I'd do something with it one day. Um, but this was like I'd, I'd never I don't know I didn't didn't really like anything I was writing, or I think like anything I'd written maybe like five or ten years ago. I don't think anyone would have wanted to listen to that. I definitely don't want to listen to it. <laughs> um, it just was like, it was just, I don't know. It just didn't work for whatever reason. But this stuff was just like really sitting really well with me. And I think that maybe I was finding myself in a position where I was really, I think I was really happy with it, the musical inspiration that was coming out of me. And it was the kind of music that I thought I would listen to. Um, 
I guess. Like I was thinking, oh, this is like a song that I'd happily put like, in a playlist. I'd happily listen to this. Um, and I'd never really felt that about a song before. Yeah. It's kind of the first time I actually like properly felt that. Um, and so that was kind of nice. And then it wasn't until another friend of mine who I was kind of like, we were jamming a bit together because we were mm. both kind of getting back into writing and stuff. And we and he decided that he was going to start recording some of his music. And I thought, yeah, I, I could probably do that too. <laughs> and, um, and then just we tagged just along. You just yeah, it's it, like, was, it was. I don't know what it was. And just I just stealing like, everyone else's good ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't that what art is sometimes? <laughs> but um, it is. Um, yeah, I was. I played guitar on a couple of his tracks when he was recording, and and then I met his producer, so my friend Charlie Finn, um, who's a country artist here in Sydney. Yeah, from, he's from America. He's a country artist here. And then his um, producer, Tim McCartney, I met him in the studio and then had a meeting with Tim. And I was like, what do you think? Could we record some of this music or whatever? And he was um, really nice and said yes, um, which is nice to hear. Um, that, that doesn't make me feel so bad now because you mentioned that, you know, you, you, you played on some of his tracks, you stole his ideas. It's all pretty even. <laughs> I mean, I didn't steal any of his musical ideas. <laughs> I just I just kind of uh, thought, yeah, I could probably uh, perform music again. <laughs> and I don't really know what it was that made me think that I could, but I just suddenly felt a little bit rejuvenated about it all. Um, and I just turned 30 and there was always the thing, I think what was kind of bothering me prior to turning 30 was like, oh, you know, it's just this, this whole lie of the industry and everything is that you know late late twenties early thirties you kind of like can you keep doing it can is it too late to start or whatever um, and then I hit thirty and I went no nah, yeah this is it this is like the perfect refresher I don't know something about hitting a new decade just made me think um, everything was possible again which is kind of nice um, it was very refreshing. And it kind of gave me the energy that I needed to um, keep writing and record the do, music. Do you reckon that <clears throat> that initial process of starting the recording process had to occur first before you got reju- before you had that rejuvenating feel, or was it the other way around for you? Um, I think it. I'm not sure. I, I can't actually pinpoint the actual moment. Yeah, I think what was really cathartic for me was I went from writing. I had songs that I'd written, and that were just like me and a guitar. To I started to just like demo them on the computer and create my own arrangements from there. And something mm. in that in that process was quite addictive for me and gave me like fed a lot of energy into my creativity and doing that just kind of like by myself and going to and just kind of trial and error and doing all that stuff by the time i got to the studio the songs were pretty much fully formed we didn't really change that much from the original demos um because i'd already spent like it was probably one maybe almost two years of demoing these some of these songs yeah um and I was just loving that process. And that it was it wasn't until we got in the room with a producer who would actually say, Okay, maybe you need to change this part or you know, you've probably labored on this a little bit. We can cut and paste here, we can do things differently there. And that again was another like I love that process. I love being in the studio. 
um, doing that, going through that uh, process is really like, I just love it. There's like anything's possible when you do that, which I think is really cool. Was it was it a case of you felt like you missed it since your band days that it just felt like going back to like was like sort of a nostalgia almost for those previous projects you've done? Yeah, definitely. I think it just um, yeah. There's a lot of that, like that creation when you're creating with other people, and like there are other people in the room, and you're all together, and you're uh, feeding off each other, and you're like everyone's inputting something. I think that's there's something really special in that. But I think also like when you're and maybe it was just the bands I was in, but like there's contributing and like writing parts and stuff, which is really special. But then I think maybe doing something for yourself and your own music has, there's another element of like, I don't know, there's something special about that too. I feel like I was a lot mm. more invested. Um, and I, I can only say that from retrospect, but my, yeah, my, the amount of energy I wanted to put in that, I think was like, kind of like doubled or tripled or whatever. Like I was just way more invested in what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you reckon it probably helped that you did have those couple of years where you weren't really that active? Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's a bit of a mystery, <laughs> there's, isn't there's it? There's part of me like, I don't know what it is. There's definitely like, I, don't, I personally don't have any regrets in my life, but mm. there's obviously – does anyone and everyone can look back on certain years and wonder if they wasted their time. But I think that I wouldn't have written the songs I've written now if I'd yeah. gone. Like, it just, it, there's no way I would have. Like, the music I was writing in my early 20s and all of that was, it was just death cab copies. <laughs> it was like, that's all it was. That's all I was writing. Just like sad um, mid Midwest American emo. Like, uh, that's like, it wasn't original at all. <laughs> No, not that there's, you know, there's probably other things that aren't that original in my music either, but um, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't have, I think there's no way I could have written what I've been writing now. Mm. So feel yeah, like back a, then. It's a bit like building a pyramid. You've got to start at the bottom and that builds up. Yeah, totally. Where you get to the everything, top. Everything's inspiration as well, right? I think mm, um, mm. I, I listen to music a lot and um, working in hospitality, I'm always playing music, listening to music and doing all of that. There's always music playing. I've always grown up just listening to me. I used, like, used to spend my time in high school just <laughs> headphones in. That was like all I did, just listen to music at home and just dissect parts and everything. I think that like regardless of whether I was playing along or not, that stuff still influences me and that stuff still comes out at some point. And I think that was like, if anything, those couple of years of being inactive musically in a uh, public setting definitely still had a lot of influence in what I was doing when mm. I was writing art. So there's, de- there's yeah. definitely like, there's a, there is a lot of importance in those years. They were definitely key years in shaping what I've written now for sure. Mm. Mm. Can, and can, even just pro- processing thoughts and ideas and processing things that I've gone through <clears throat> as a person in my life and, people that I know and, you know, just general life and processing all that, like songs come out of that stuff too. It just comes out eventually. Yeah. Do you think there is something that you sort of look back in reflection and go, oh, that, like you look back at either that as some sort of song you've written and go, wow, that I don't think I could have done that when I first started. Like I can really tell that I've improved. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I think um, one of the um, big parts in my sound 
like guitar wise is mm. like using like chorus and reverb uh, with my guitar tone <laughs> and that's very like comes from like a johnny ma kind of sound because i love johnny ma yeah and love his guitar work and everything but i that none of that was coming out when i was writing a while ago but it's only been recently that i'm like oh that that sounds like johnny ma wrote that or like that could fit in like his catalog kind of thing and that's just like it doesn't doesn't happen straight away always but sometimes it just comes out of you eventually yeah you gotta just leaks out somewhere along the line (laughs) yeah you, you were mentioning before, too, about how you did a big listening binge of a lot of the classics from the 60s and that. Yeah. So, was that, that an intentional thing you wanted to do, or did you just decide to stumble across a lot of the old landmark records and go, right, I've got to get around to listening to this? Was it just yeah. one of those things you had to just get through? It's like, I need to do more of this. Uh, there's part of that. There's a, I didn't grow up. I grew up, the only things I listened to growing up, my mum, when I was born- she became uh, like a Christian just as I was born and threw out all of her CDs uh, in a some kind of purge. <laughs> um, only years later to say, I wish I'd never done that. I wish we still had all those records. Um, right. So she had like so a vinyl grew- collection of like old school rock and roll and just dumped yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, what I did, I've got all her Elvis records. She loved Elvis. Oh, so we okay. listened to a lot of Elvis. Um, which is good. That's right. He, he went. To, he went to like all the born again black churches. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I but I growing up, I just listened to the radio, and I never really did the, never really had the listening to like you know your parents have these like classic records that you know they might listen to on like a weekend afternoon or whatever. That was never like something that I really had. I did a lot of music discovery for myself. Um, and it wasn't too bad. I, I loved like Beatles. I love Bob Dylan. Like I love that stuff. I knew I did, but it wasn't until I think it was a few years ago that I was like, I had a few Beatles records that I liked. And then a friend of mine who's like obsessed with the Beatles, we were talking, was like talking about the Beatles one night. And I was just like, I'm just going to go in on this. Like, I'm just going to go super deep. Like I'm going to listen to every song, going to watch all the, clips i can find on the internet like just do all this reading and it like just going it's amazing like people may have their own opinions about the beatles or whatever but if you start there and you go deep you you end up anywhere musically like yeah you can find so many different records and different sounds and even just like i was really getting into um really getting into tom petty at the time as well and he had just actually just passed away that year as well. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gave me even more of a reason to go deeper into his catalogue. And just like just the 12 string guitar alone, that was something I just looked up every song that had 12 string guitar in it. And, you know, the birds and um, Lucinda Williams has a lot of 12 string in her arrangements and all that, like kind of that, that like country, but not country, like that really like rough alternative Americana sound. Um, yeah. you know, like Wilco and like all those kind of bands, that stuff is like, <clears throat> I just could not stop listening to that stuff. And it all kind of fit in that, like, yeah, I guess that classic rock. But then there was also like a lot of bands too, like the Smiths, like Johnny Ma uses a 12 string. He, they borrow sounds, the Stone Roses, a lot of influence on John Squires, the birds in the sixties and stuff. And so that's all like, I just listened to so much of that music. And I think that like, they were all like, and it was also just a realization of like guitar sounds and songs and stuff that I knew. But then I was like, oh, I really, I like this style of guitar playing, and I need to like, I want to 
you know, find that tone, find those sounds, find those guitars. And I did that. And I think actually for me as well, like I ended up buying a Rickenbacker 12 string and then started writing a lot of these songs. And that was just like, it was like a new paintbrush. It just kind of like gave me this whole new light to like how to write songs and all that. And like so many artists have said this before too, like George Harrison with the 12 string, Roger McGinn, Tom Petty, Mike Campbell, like they've all, said the same thing but it's true it was just a different angle different sound but like that fits so well with a lot of the songs i don't know whether it's the same up there in sydney but down here it is so rare to see rickenbacker guitars basses it's very very rare rare. i don't know what it's like overseas but in australia it is it's very hard to get get a hold of a rickenbacker guitar basses however you see them everywhere in bass shops but the guitars so where the hell did you find a rickenbacker 12 string it was, it was like, I, I honestly, it's, it does sound like folklorish now because you're right. Like, they're all, they're all over America, everywhere in America. You see them all the time. The same, it would be but, the same in the UK too. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're right. There's just, I don't even think there's a, there's no like rap here or anything like that. But no. like, yeah. I swear, no- I swear, fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Tayan Parler guy. I've forgotten his name because he uh, plays them all the time. Parker. Kevin yeah. Parker, that's it. He's probably got some yeah. sort of dealer. Like, you know, it's like coming yeah. out the back. I've got, I've got a yeah. guy ripping back. What colour do you want, you know? Yeah, I know, right? No, it was super, like, I was working uh, working at this cafe in Surrey Hills, and there's this guitar shop called Wild Horse Guitars. And I was, like, two minutes away from there where I worked. So I used to go there, like, after work all the time and just kind of look at the guitars and stuff. The, you know, classic Imagine things that you can't afford. And um, there was a Rickenbacker 12 string in there, like an 80s one. Right. And secondhand, I'm guessing. Secondhand, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, I've never played one of these before. I'd love to, like, because I was really into that. I was really getting into those songs and that sound. I was like, oh, yo, well, this is it. I want to play this for sure. Like, I want to know what it feels like if it's like. And I just went in and had to play on it and everything. And I was like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like <laughs> exactly what I want. And um, it was like, uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I just hadn't bought a guitar for a while as well. Like being not playing or anything like that. So that felt like a bit of a like, all right, well, this is definitely a guitar I need. I'm definitely not going to find another one here for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, kind of just bit the bullet and Got it. <laughs> and um, I feel very lucky to have it. It's uh, it's a great guitar. It's uh, really helped with a lot of the sound. And, yeah, it definitely – I would say that that guitar was a bit of a catalyst in a lot of the shaping of the sound of these songs. It's it was going to say that the unsung hero of the record. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And it's only it's, – well, funnily enough, it's only in, like, three songs. But a lot of the songs <laughs> – <laughs> well, a lot it's of the dark songs horse, I wrote, let's say. Well, it's pretty funny because, like, a lot of the songs I wrote actually had it in almost every demo. Right. And then it was kind of like, well, maybe we could scale it back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously wasn't like, your choice then. It was definitely a producer choice. <laughs> no, it was actually, it was kind of like a joint. Even me, uh, there was a couple of things I was like, oh, okay, this, I don't really need 12 string in this song. I wanted, I wanted to, there was like having 12 string or there was like maybe, maybe a different instrument might be a good idea. And just like getting a little bit more depth in some of the songs was um, an important part as well. But it was definitely like, the catalyst in like 
how I was playing and like the style and all of that definitely helped a lot with that. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you realize, yeah, this is definitely a phase. <laughs> I don't, <Yeah. laughs> don't want to oversaturate well, it. it. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, I think it'll pop up in a lot of my music uh, for a long time. But yeah, it's not, I, I won't be playing it in every single song. <laughs> Did, have you, you played it? Have you used it live? I did actually for the first time. We had our album launch um, uh, a week and a half ago, mm. and and um, the first first track on the album, "Old Home," has a big like birdsy kind of like twelve string riff on it. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, we're doing the album launch." We played we played the album from front to back, so I was like, "It's got to be oh, done. We got nice. it." And uh, it was it was great. It sounded awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, actually, the segues really well into what I was going to ask because, of course. You did play. That was, of course, the album launch out on April the 21st. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Was it the first show you'd done in ages? Second, actually. We did okay. a- Oh, it was the second. Yeah. I mean, it was the first one in a while. We did a, a single launch uh, for Feel the Fire a month before that. Mm-hmm. But that was our first full band show. Yeah. <laughs> so, last year, last year, I'd done a couple of, like, solo sets um, just with acoustic guitar. Um, but this was like there. There's our first couple of like full band shows, and even the the single launch. It was just um, the four of us, two guitars, bass, and drums. But we for the album launch because we were playing the whole thing. I got uh, David Andrew who played all the keyboards and piano and synths and everything, organ and all that. So he played with us as well, and that was that was really awesome. That was quite a quite a special night. I'm guessing it must be like these these. Well, I'm guessing these these recent shows you've played have been some of the first band shows you've played in quite a long while, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of that too. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like coming back to playing on stage with other people? And uh, do, you, do you notice any difference compared to your old band shows? Um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I thought that I would hate it, to be honest. Um, what, 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 sorry, what kind of fantasy world are you living in? You hate yeah. playing live. <laughs> well, I, the problem, I, I, I get <laughs> like, I think because I've previously been playing guitar for other people, I get really nervous when I play guitar for other people. Um, I find that the pressure of playing for someone else's music and not fucking up any of their parts. Oh, uh, it's it's the it's, it's, the, it's like, the wrath of the wrath of it, a bum note. Well, it's not the wrath, most like I might not get in trouble for it or anything, but at least like I'll be like, well, we're we're putting on a show for someone else. I need to be, you know, <laughs> uh, I need to be at the top of my game. And I'm also, I personally don't call myself a lead guitarist i like i can play parts and stuff but i've got a like i'm much better playing rhythm and singing like i just am naturally better at that yeah um and i think that because i play for my friend charlie who i mentioned before i play guitar for him mm, and i play mm. guitar for another guy as well lawson hull and we uh, yeah i'm way more stressed out going into those gigs than I was in my own, which was, I honestly was surprised. Like the, the first band show that we played, I thought, oh man, like I'm probably going to lose my shit. I'm just going to like freak out. Like, I don't know, I'm going to have to, I can't get super drunk either because I want to perform properly. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, and um, I was so comfortable. Like, I, I, I don't know if it came across, but I, at least I felt really comfortable in what I was doing. Um, and I knew, like, I think it's just my songs. I know my songs inside and out. Like I know the other other people's songs as well, but this is like I don't know. 
I'm more connected to these songs and I just was I just had this strange confidence. <laughs> it's just I I guess um well I guess I suppose it's good because then if you've got that confidence usually it shows. There's usually usually the audience can a good a good a, you know a good attentive audience which I hope you do have yeah, can actually yeah. pick up on that and it can really elevate elevate yeah. those live shows because you can really totally, play yeah. around a bit more when you're feeling really comfy with with the set I yeah. suppose absolutely yeah yeah no I think um, it was good we were doing like we still had a couple of sit down gigs um, so there's a bit of navigating that too but I guess like in a sense like if the crowd's sitting there watching you. That's going to either be daunting or you just go, cool, I'm just going to give this a red hot go and uh, hopefully your applause at the end. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, what's been – have people given you much feedback or commented much on it since you've started playing again? Uh, yeah, like the live the live aspect. The live, so, yeah, yeah. Have people sort of surprised you with what they've told you about, what they've yeah, got out I of think, your set? Yeah, um, well, the funny thing was, I like I said, like I haven't played for a while, mm, and mm. Th- there's a lot of people I've met in the last couple of years who, like, I'd never even really even said that I was a musician or a singer or anything, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I'm putting out a song. Do you guys want to come to my show? And they're like, what? <laughs> and um, I've just kind of just been super low key about it. Um, and so there was a, a lot of a lot of people were really nice and just said they're like, wow, that was like I was quite surprised, and I was like. Oh, Hopefully in a good way, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, the feedback was quite positive, really positive, which is um, really good. Yeah, I was, well, we were joking before the interview about how, you know, you have your secret life. I was joking about your secret life making coffee for people in your hospitality <laughs> yeah. job, but really it's the other way around. Your secret life is you're a rock star and you don't tell anyone. <laughs> I don't know if it's rock star, it's just uh, strums guitar sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, depressed, yeah, I, depressed I Americana, Americana singer songwriter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, well, I mean, I was also like, I think well, I'd been burnt out and everything. I was quite reluctant to tell people that I played an instrument or anything for quite some time. And if, even when I was, um, this is just insecurities, really. But when I was recording and all that, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm like recording an album. I guess that makes me an artist or something. Like, I don't know. And um, <laughs> Artiste. But it's just like, it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know, just worrying what people are going to think about you. I definitely don't give a shit about that anymore. Like, that's kind of like, who cares? <laughs> but it was like the initial stages, you know, you're like, you're also trying to make something. Like, I'm making a, a full-length record. Like, that's, that's a pretty big deal. And, like, I don't want to brag about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I would feel weird. Don't Being brag about it, but it's pretty cool. It. You should come and see me play. Wink, wink. I mean, well, you know people at the show, right? <laughs> Free entry, folks. It's. I think. I feel like there's a delicate balance, though. There's like uh, being confident in yourself and your abilities, but also like I don't believe in overselling yourself. But maybe that's probably because I'm very insecure as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the the right. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I guess you figure that out as you grow older, or maybe you never figure it out, but. Probably never. It's a, del- it's a delicate balance for me. <laughs> what was it like too? Because it says here that you you did do a lot of the tracking live when you were recording it. How was that? Mm. How was it handling that? Because that can be a bit daunting. Uh, well, it was a lot of fun because so my friend Charlie Finn, who I mentioned before, he plays drums for me. Yep, and he's incredible singer songwriter in his own right. But I believe his first instrument was the drums, and he is an amazing drummer. And he and I 
uh, had met like a few years ago and we have been spurring each other on ever since we decided we were going to, you know, start doing music properly. And so he and I have a very, very good understanding about Mm. music. Like we like all the same things, um, all the same genres, all the same sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he like co-produced a lot of the the record as well. And so doing that in that live setting was really, actually really good because he just knew. I didn't really have to give him any direction um, at all. And we just, just played through we just kept playing through the songs. We only did because we recorded a few songs earlier on um, with a, I had a different drummer. I had um, actually Harry Day from the Middle Kids played on a couple of songs, mm-hmm. um, and then with that was like we had like four songs that we recorded with him and done a bunch of other stuff. And then it wasn't so halfway through last year we decided to do another like six or more songs, and that was what we did live. Uh, with Charlie. But I think the cool thing about that was there was a lot of like, the vibe was really good because we were, it was the three of us. So Tim, the other producer, he was playing bass and we were set up in this big live room and everything was like close mic, but we had all the amp rooms wide open. We had microphones, all like ambience mics all around the room. And we just tried to make it sound like a bit of a, like a big hall. And oh, yes, the I old think, uh, milking that room dry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. You know that one. So uh, you've got to um, be careful where you step. You'll probably trip oh, over yeah. a table or something. Yeah, look, I, I may have stepped on a microphone, but don't tell anyone. Um, but, Why is there yeah, a static was, coming through the line? Oh, my gosh. There's so, a I don't lot know. Of there, was, there was fluoro tape everywhere. But it became quickly apparent that I'm not the kind of person that looks down when they're walking. So, <laughs> but it was all good. They were not. That's on you, Mikhail. You know, yeah, they've done, they done their job. Oh, yes, they've made it fluoro. They've made it easy to see. If you're not yeah. even looking, shame. Look, look, I only did it once. So, <laughs> <laughs> just once. And we weren't recording what happened. So, that's better, right? I don't know. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. It's really muffled down there now. What's going on? Yeah. Why the low ends so poor? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that like created like a really good sound. Like I'm really happy with how the drums came out because there's so much bleed in those microphones and it does like it sounds like a live room, which I think is really cool. And we tracked everything else. Like I overdubbed all the guitars after that. Um, David played you know, piano, organ, synth, whatever over the top as well um and we just retracked some of that stuff but that base the, the idea was to kind of capture the that rhythm that main rhythm section and keep that like as one kind of unit um and i think i mean i, I like how it came up so <laughs> that's the most important thing isn't it <laughs> yeah i'd be a bit worried if you said yeah it was, uh, was okay <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> I mean, you can listen to yeah. it if you want but uh <laughs> what was I saying before about overselling myself? That's uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So t- a little bit of self-deprecation never hurt anyone except yourself. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I think it was really cool. It was Tim's idea to do that because we previously, like mm, I said, with mm. with Harry, we tracked drums, bass, guitar, everything separately, um, and it sounded really good. And I don't like I wouldn't change any of that, but. The, that live stuff, I think, it just gave it a really different feeling. Yeah, like, 
a really good feeling. Like it felt like I'd still listen back to some of these songs and I'm like, it really does sound like we played that a lot of the time. A little, like apart from things I can probably hear, but like it's it does really sound live to me, which I think is really good. Yeah, that's that's cool that you got the sort of the, the tone across that you wanted to without yeah, sounding. Yeah, and we did, make, we did most of that in just two days, I think. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? So efficient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. I think we actually did most of it on the first day. And then the second day, we just did a few extra takes and a couple extra songs. And that was that. Was that. Mm. It, was, it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> it was so, very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> so quick. How, um, tell me what, what you got, what you, what's on the cards for the rest of the year? Because um, I don't know, have you got much more planned at this stage? Um, just shows. Yeah. You got any, play shows. You got any tours, wink, wink, coming along? You know, you got any any chance <laughs> to come down and see you down uh, here, down these parts? <laughs> I would love to come down there. I was actually talking with a friend of mine this morning um, who's got some contacts down there, and he's like, I was like, oh, you know, like, I, I've just put music out. How do I ever know if I have an audience? You know, this thing, he's like, just go. <laughs> just go down there. Fucking You'll play. find out by, like, just playing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, maybe. I would, I would love to. I'd absolutely love to. Go. I, I love love being down there. Have you got any other shows coming up, too, that you have already already announced at this stage? Or is it just Not, a, yet. Not we yet. We haven't okay. announced anything yet, um, uh, yet, but there's a couple more that I think will happen in Sydney. Um, yeah, which will be fun. I think we've got one almost. I've just got to secure the dates, but one the one at the Duke in Newtown, uh, and more, sorry, which will be fun. Um and then we'll try and get a few more happening. I'm definitely keen to, like like I said, I thought I was going to be terrified and hate playing live, but it turns out I actually love it, So, which is good because you kind of need to do it. Yeah. Um, so it would be a bit worrying if you didn't. Kind of a necessity to the actual, uh, the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, we're, I'm just going to try and uh, book as much as I can and just get out there. Cool. Cool, cool, really cool, cool. Wonder, cool. Um, really want to get the album on vinyl at some point as well so we're going to look into how i can make that happen so you can imitate your heroes even more <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly well, now we're going to play uh the it is the most recent single isn't it it's feel the fire yes. yeah yeah we're going to play that in just a sec actually tell us a bit about yeah. it like what's what's going on with this one because um why'd you pick it as a single um well i think well, this was the actually the most recent song I wrote before we recorded everything. Um, I was. It's a studio song, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, what happened? I was like mucking around with some chords, and then this kind of came out. I wrote this like early last year, and then I was like, "This, I think this will really fit on the album." While we were trying to like figure out when we were going to record and all that. I was just like, yeah, I think this is this is a great song to go on the album. It's like it's kind of come together really quick. It's a good like um it's like one of my more upbeat numbers. Um I think it would be a good single. Um and yeah, which ended up being the lead single. Like we all kind of agreed like this would, would be a good like introduction to um yeah. it's kind of a good good follow-up from like a song like You Don't Have to Stay. Uh, but or, like musically, a little bit similar, but maybe a little bit more like rock and roll. Um, and yeah, so I thought it would be a good, good, good song to be like one of the lead singles. It's um, 
It's so much fun to play live. It, I really, really like playing this one live. It does sound like it'd be an awesome live track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Is it one you normally put towards the end of your set? Or uh, Yeah, yeah. We did... Yeah, we did have it like almost like second last song, I think, for the first time. Last, when we played the album, we actually just played the album front to back. So it was like towards yep. the end of the set, like it is on the album. Um, yeah, so much fun. Really fun to play. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we're going to play it for you right now, folks. So have enjoy. Enjoy it while it lasts. Um, thank you so much, Mikhail, for coming in and uh, right, chatting to us. Me. It's been good fun. Um, please, yeah. please give the album a stream and a listen to it when you can. And uh, definitely Go and um go to one of his shows if you're up in Sydney or that area. Or if he ends up coming to where you are, bloody go and see him. So I'm sure it'll be a good time. You, me, and Rick and Becca. I promise. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, let's let's play it. Well, actually, what do you want? Do you want to introduce us out to the song? Tell us who you yeah. are. What, what we're about to listen to. <laughs> uh, wow, this feels very 2000s radio. I love it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm M Hoffman and this is my uh, lead single Feel the Fire for my debut album Lavender Sleeping yeah let's spin it
Back to Bar Talk with uh, MC Gasm and uh, Big D. <laughs> you don't want to know what he was telling me hey? at the break. It was some awful, awful, it was degenerate not. bullshit. It was not. It was yes. not. It was, uh, it was just a- He it was, was giving a, a lighthearted comment about how good the songs were. Yes. Which mm. were? Um, I think we had- um, uh, Was that M. Hoffman? 
just then. So beforehand, yes. We had, yeah, yeah, feel the, feel the fire. And nice interview, Dan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hope, um, hope you enjoyed it. The interview that we definitely listened we, to did, just then. Did we, find out what, <laughs> did we find out what the M stands for? Yeah, it's his first name, Mikhail. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Well, because I just heard the interview. <laughs> did you mention it in the, in the interview? <laughs> I, I can't remember if we mentioned it, uh, this, the reason why you <laughs> shortened it to M, but- I mentioned him, as you would have heard, I call him Mikhail throughout the whole interview because it's just easier. Well, that's it's less shit to type as well. Instead of just saying M. Hoffman all the time. So, M. Hoffman, Radio what? M. Hoffman. Well, could have been- How are you, M? M and M. Hoffman. <laughs> or M, like in James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Could have been Marshall Hoffman. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Mathers Hoffman. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was uh, it was uh, it was Mikhail Hoffman, M Hoffman. You you and lo- loser on the edge after that. Yes, that was what you just came off. Yeah, what a thumping track too. Now, uh, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, go on. Put the put the media up. Quick, it's good. It's Bang good. It up. I liked it. Um, yeah, uh, there it is. Was it? Uh, oh yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, uh, uh, Melbourne. Uh, another Melbourne. If beat. I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> just like unified. That's right. Yeah, great local, great local um, label. Local, they? they're uh, they're an international label, but they're based locally. They're, they're Melbourne. No, based. they're based in in uh, in Melbourne, Sydney, London. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. they've been everywhere, man. Um, yeah, huge shout out to Unified, uh, sending us some of the best music in the world, not just Australia. Uh, and uh, yeah, Melbourne's loser. Uh, it's self recorded, apparently. Well, Hang on. Of they're, they're, stop moving it around. Well, now. I can't read. They're moving around. Uh, <sighs> And uh, they, they they're just doing shit. They're they're playing, <laughs> they're releasing shit, and they're standing behind a lot of smoke screens at the moment, according to their according to their press picks. <laughs> it was gr- it was a thumping song. You played this one on Heavy Reborn, so I know you read through that shit. We did, so you can go and check out the media on Heavy Reborn. That's why. <laughs> That's why I was they got a video. Have you seen the video yet? I haven't. We'll have to watch it later. I don't watch them all. I'll have to give it a little uh, cheeky look later. But uh, we are, as uh, some of our listeners and um, fans would know, we are actually working on a TV show series. Oh, yeah. Mick's but, been dropping the ball, as he? Just giving little teasers. Yeah, Mick, uh, Mick Moore's going to be our uh, senior producer for some of the TV oh, shows. God, hope, God help us all if he's, well, the, not, if he's the executive mm, producer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw his comedy show. You could hardly string a sentence together. Love no, I'm telling you, Mick was the funniest <laughs> dude out of the whole lot of them. Uh, I'm not kidding. No, I, I, I know I can get away with talking shit about him because he, he, he'll he take it on the chin and then he'll and give me shit back. I did pretend that he'd bribed me to, to say that he was the best on the night, but uh, no, he was actually the best on the night. I, I mean, taking nothing away from him. They all had, apparently they all had their best nights, you know, and when you're in a trio of, of comedians and you're doing a show for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, that's going to happen. It's like uh, it's like a band, you know. They, they uh they one one bass player bass plays better than the other one night. <laughs> Does that? Well, well, Gareth, you know, I'm not here to comment on who may or may not have failed for the evening, but I'll say this. Uh why are we still talking about it two <laughs> weeks later? <laughs> like, because we love Mick. We I know, Mick I know, I guys. know, I love Mick. Yeah, I know. But you can catch Mick on Heavy Reborn with Jay and Carly, by the way. Of, speaking of. And, and myself, like, he's not the only star we, we of the show. To, uh, to, well, we're putting go, this, we're go, saying go, this so we could segue to Heavy Reborn. Out, go and check out last week's episode where he gets absolutely hammered by Sage, our, our young intern. Have you put that up as a little little snippet oh, on geez, the website yes. yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you, can you go? Oh, and, not on the website. No, I did put it on the live stream, though. 
You gotta, but it's on the episode. Go and check out the episode. You've got to put it up as a snippet on the website, just the bit, just that I'm not kidding. Bit. I'm not kidding. Uh, for a 16-year-old, um, he's, he's brutal. He's, he's a, he could be an absolute uh, inc- incredibly funny uh, comedian slash entertainer. Yeah, forget rosemary. Forget your lamb mint sauce. The best yeah. way to roast is with sage. He ripped. He ripped a forty-year-old comedian apart. All right. Now you know they say it comes with experience and mix mix experienced. Mix mix. Ah, uh, yeah. He's a, he's yeah. A, he's a, he's a fantastic comedian. I'll I'll, t- I'll he's a he's a he's a funny prick. You putting that one? <laughs> <laughs> so you putting that one on the record? Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. And I quote a funny he's, prick. His whole crew, the WTF show, are, are, are funny pricks, right? Um. Uh, heavy, heavy emphasis on the pricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, Amy, Amy's funnier because it's 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 her child that that ripped Mick apart. So, Amy, yeah, um, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, I've got yeah. a song for you later, by the way. Mm. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. No, it's not a dedication or anything. It's just, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, know, a, what, I don't by, know what's going on. It's just by a girl called Amy, and it's really earthy. You know, it just reminded me of Amy. Yeah. You just you just like to find reasons to, you know. Well, I, I uh, had to pick some what's the, tracks this week. You did. You put some. And you, I, I changed your. I changed you, your. You, you slapped me down I a couple of notches. Your uh, your your playlist. Much to my temporary chagrin, but yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> but you know why I did change the playlist, and, and this is this is a real fair thing. Job, right? To be a content director. Listen to me giggle. Don't he's like, you he's like what's he serious. coming up? He's rubbing his hands together, hey? Ah. <laughs> uh, no, but I did give you a promotion this week uh, from uh, from senior producer. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that that raise. To executive producer. <laughs> no, monetary <laughs> raise. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to sponsor us, uh, Dan needs a raise. Heavy. <laughs> like, just Heavy reborn. From zero to one dollar. <laughs> If anyone has got uh, a dollar to spare, please go donate. Go and donate. We've got. We've. That's uh, what I need, folks. We uh, we'd love that dollar. We'd love sponsors. Like really, uh, send us uh, a message: amrearplayatmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook. But uh, check, or, or personally, check out Heavy Reborn each week. Yeah, it's a stoinker. Come out with a stoink. stoinker of a show, like like Loser, which was featured as yeah. we said last week, and and great uh, editing by Jay, great uh, um, uh, um, presenting. great presenting by Mick and the crew, and Mick great roast uh, yep. via Sage. <laughs> yes, uh, don't forget Mint Factory too. Mint- yeah. well, we've mentioned it before, and we'll mention it again. A lot of the a few of these tracks do get played on the Mint Factory as well, and for good reason. Look, Mint Factory pretty much represents the whole uh, indie pop rap um, um, world, freaking everything. It's not heavy. And you've had two episodes in a row, two monster episodes with like sixteen yeah. tracks each now, haven't you? Mm. Really, I know. Last one was twelve. Content. Last one was only twelve, but ah. uh, yeah, it was an absolute ripper episode. But um, huge shout outs again to uh, Suze. Suze with a new. AMR News with Suze. Who's doing a fantastic <laughs> you job. Light. You need to get that ID recorded. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and Amy, who has taken on the uh, the job as a senior presenter. Not only that, but she's helping out with some incredible stuff behind the scenes as well, including uh, grants and creating a curriculum to uh, work with NDIS participants. Very nice. Uh, so, teaching, so, teaching uh, people with... Uh, uh, with whatever issue they have in life, life skills. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, Amy's actually an anthropologist. I said that when I'm pissed. By the way, without are you, are you just proud that you can say that when you're pissed? <laughs> anthropologist. 
You've, you've slightly underpronounced the rah. I'm an anthropologist. An anthro- I'm an anthropologist. I'm going to I'm going to apologise for his mispronunciation of apologist. I mean, I, I just said it wrong too. There you go, anthropologist. And you haven't even been drinking. So. Well, I didn't even I didn't mispronounce I it. Dr- I just I've said had, the wrong word. I've had uh, I've had you one <laughs> one beer and th- and two wines. Right, that's all I've had. Only because you wanted to do an alcohol review. When, well, when, we're when, not there when yet. Is it? There's something unlike you. How much more do I'm I have to drink doing- to, to get to the review? That's like, on you. That's on what, you. This is what you do every time you say, I'm going to turn up. I'll be there after seven. And by 9.30, right, I've bought, I've bought like half a dozen cans thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, this is going to take two and a half hours. I'll have half a dozen. Maybe maybe, maybe half a dozen and, and wine. But by the time you get here, I've had half a dozen of wine. I've stolen three beers off Steve. And I've asked you to stop off at BWS on the way. And I thank, thank you for mentioning this that. This is what happened I, when did a, I did a McSolid. I this bought him a wild, bottle of wine. Oh, four dollar bottle of wine. Four fifty. <laughs> no, it's only four bucks. Yeah, it's not special. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's why you asked me for it. Because <laughs> you knew how much you knew how much I'd appreciate the rounded figure of that that price. <laughs> It'll give you a rounded and, and figure. I bought you, you a ten pack. I know. I bought you a ten pack of Nelson Candy for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he's going to enjoy this. Yeah, that was on special too, folks. I, I tell you what, there's, there's a discerning pattern <laughs> going on here. I forgot where I was going. Um, no, that's it. Oh. Slap a five. Uh, I won't off. touch it unless you flap. At, flap. Right, slap at least a five cent discount. I was going to. I was going to uh, do an alcohol review for uh, Henninger. We've reviewed that before. I thought well, that's why. I've, that's why he's just got the empty. That's bottle. why I give up. Because I keep going on the same shelf at Aldi. So I can't remember what I've reviewed, but if, if, you, if you slap the bottle in front of me and you go, Daniel, let's review this, and I'll look at it and go, No, we reviewed that back in late 2018. Fuck off. <laughs> How about we re- review a show? What what shows have we seen? Ah, uh, don't know. Come back to me next week. <laughs> I'll watch some between now and next Monday. Um, um, Alpha Wolf, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I saw them last week. Very, oh, the, you mean live shows, yeah. right? But uh, I missed out on I you meant TV I, I shows. Out, I missed out on a couple of shows last week. Who did I miss out on? Um, uh, the the dude from Noiseworks, um, Josh uh, uh, Belby. Uh, what's his name? Steve Belby. Mm. I missed out on him unfortunately, but uh, well. Jeez, there's some big shows coming up this week. By the time this comes out, I will have been to North Lane in a mosh pit. Nice. And uh, Thornhill's coming up this Wednesday. Uh, sorry, no, no, did I say North Lane? Did you say North Lane? I fucking wish. You're getting, you're getting you know Saturday what? night confused. You know what? I've never had- I'm serious. I'm 50 years old. Oh, sorry, 45. I've taken five years back. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. I'm 45 years old. I've actually- my, I've never had a man crush before. Uh-oh. Marcus Bridge. From North Lane. From North Lane. Um, I've got a man. Crush. You have to I'm Google him up now. Pause I'm not the, gay, pause no, it, pause I'm not the episode. Bi. No, no, I'm telling our listeners. I'm to pause fully it. heterosexual, but I'm, tell- <laughs> I'm telling our I've listeners. I've got a man crush. To pause the episode, go and look him up now on Google, and Marcus then get back Bridge. to us. Marcus Bridge from Northlane. Mate, he's a fucking stoinker, and so is the band. Generally speaking, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Northlane are right behind him. Uh, sorry, <laughs> did I say again? <laughs> Thornhill. Thornhill, who are right you're going to see on Wednesday? Who I see on Wednesday? As of release, you would have already seen last night. Like my head is fun. my head is thumping. Have fun. My you're, neck, you're really excited. My neck is it. sore. And, uh, and tell him to say hi, to Marcus. Of, and I'm out of memory on uh, on. No, we actually we're, we actually interviewed uh, Jacob Charlton, the lead singer of Thornhill. Mm. So uh, yeah, that should be fun. And and Sunday, Rod Whitfield, huge huge announcement. Mm. Rod with Rod Whitfield, uh, one of our uh, chief heavy journalists here in here in Melbourne and Australia, indeed. 
He's uh, been a chief writer for Heavy Magazine, Beat Magazine. And, of course, former AMR, um, Heavy Reborn host. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, as well as, uh, oh, shit, a, a plethora of uh, Australian heavy publications, as well as regular publications. Yeah, representing. He's going to be. He's going to be. Um, Diamond. He's going to be there on Wednesday. He's going to be there for Diamond Construct. Uh, again, one of the biggest. Uh, um, I suppose you call them metalcore. Yeah, sort of. You know, the destroy all lines sound uh, bands that are that are coming through. Um, our our senior sponsor, Suki Lounge. Um, yeah, one of the one of the best, two of the best shows that I've been looking forward to all year. Shout out to Suki Lounge too. Great. Great business mm. and music partner. I was chatting to Steve on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, had a beer with him. Yeah, yeah. Be- uh, shout out to our other uh, business and community partners too, with uh, Bizopt and Drum Power. Absolutely, um, Music Factory, otherwise known as Music Factory Direct. In Very fact, um, I've got to give I've got to give a huge shout out to Drum Power because I still own for the Zoom mic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a lot of money and, and shit, but yeah, we we do love Adam and uh, and Colt and the crew at uh, at, at musicfactorydirect.com.au. Now, uh, we're going to be back real soon. Before we do, that, we're going to quickly mention what we're going to be playing right now. Uh, Georgia Lines is up real soon with her, uh, No One Knows, and then after that, we're going to be playing Reese Lucia. But Georgia Lines, let me bring up the – bring up. this is our key – this is another Kiwi. Does anyone Kiwi know who she injection. is? Injection. Huh? Does anyone know who she is? I don't know. I think I'm on the lines for this one. <laughs> no one but knows. But, yes, that, oh, is, the name of the tra- that is the name <laughs> of the track. Uh, this is actually – I'm just saying this is she's just you come will out after with, we play her. She's come out with her EP last year and this I think this is her um first release since that. But yeah. what I really liked about her um um her picture and it's not up there at the moment with us. She had Crocs on in her promo picture. Bright Crocs. Red Crocs. Yes. No. Now, hey? the beauty of this is she's actually uh Gareth. Yes, she was wearing Crocs. Now, as of release, she's moving to Bondi. <laughs> I can feel it. Now, as of release, uh, she's pretty much nearly wrapped up her New Zealand tour. Uh, the last show is tomorrow as of release at Great at Greater Goods in Christchurch. Um, go to her, go to her um, socials to pick up some tickets if you are free and in the area tomorrow. But she's been in, in Auckland. Uh, oh, here's a bloody New Zealand name I'm going to muck up. Tauranga. Tauranga. No, that's Tauranga, bro. Uh, we'll, we'll leave with that one. Tauranga, bro. Wellington before that. So I hope- Two to the chair. <laughs> G'day, New Zealand. I hope that hope the tour's well. been going well, Georgia. And uh, We give them enough shit on the, on the mid factory. <laughs> We're not going to do it here. I've I've stopped trying to pronounce that. I've stopped even trying to bother pronouncing the names because uh, as, as our New Zealand guests that we interview- Always, always are uh, just sigh when I try and mispronounce their Cheer to towns. the chair. Anyway, good stuff, Georgia. Keep it up. Great, great little track. Send your music in New Zealand, imrearplayatmail.com. You are on the continental plate. <laughs> uh, now, after that, we had some really good 3-4 time and a beautiful uh, sax solo courtesy of oh, Reese Lucia. Reese. Yeah, another minty uh, artist that we Sy- played. Sydney artist as well. A couple of weeks ago. Sydney Hunt. Yeah. And uh, beautiful. Co- COVID hibernation. It's all about COVID. How good, was, how good was the sax solo, Gareth? Um, I know, I know you, you know I get. <laughs> you know I get excited. I tell you what, I always say if, if, there's, one, if there's one thing that's going to guarantee a spot on this show, fucking sax solo. Look, uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm into uh, stuff like oboe and. Um, and <laughs> 
You hear um, that, people? Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> Listening? Clarinet. You want to impress Gareth? Yeah. Just come and play me some oboe on clarinet and uh, you'll, you'll get airplay. Preferably on. at the same time. You'll get airplay on AMR. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. Uh, in fact, uh, coming up soon, I'm going to tell you my four favourite shows, gigs oh, of yeah. the year so far, January through to April. I'll do that next segment. Very nice. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen some amazing show this year, shows this year. I'm yeah, you yeah. A whole lot of them. Well, you're very, very sport for choice too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the PRs have been amazing with uh, media passes and everything. So, yeah, we're going to give them a shout out. We're going to do that soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, check. Uh, good stuff, Reach. It's uh, Holding On is the song title. I don't think we mentioned it before. But, yeah, that's yeah, coming. Guys, guys, I'll keep holding on. Wrong song. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what? We'll be back soon, folks. Reese Lucia with Holding On and right, right now, Georgia Lines with No One Knows. Uh, who knows what's coming up next? Possibly an alcohol review, possibly more Gareth Rants, and possibly me farting into the microphone. It's just one of those talk. three may or may not happen. That's all you got to know. Yeah. We'll be back real soon. Wrap myself in a cloak to erode all the words that they say about me. Took a test on my best to admit what you know is the only right thing On the fence, party dress, make a plan to give out what they think I should be My defense is complex, what I choose for the eyes that decide what they see Do you want me to burn out and throw myself down? Read aloud what you want me to say been sipping on juice that's been sorted down Now I'm all out of place I'm at the end of my road Of what they sold me How long do I hold on for? No one knows me better than you
this is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. I'm still holding on, though I know my choice wasn't wrong. Been going to parties, talking to nobody, and my mind starts to wonder. Starts blaming my heart, and I'm left at the start. Sunrise in your blue eyes. You turned off your headlights, and you turned to me. That was uh, Reese Lucia with Holding On. And before that, Georgia Lines with No One Knows. Yep, no one knows how much I've been holding on. Ah, you've been busting to take a piss <laughs> no, all no. evening. Haven't you, you no, dirty no. bastard? What the, that's disgusting, Dan. Well, not more disgusting than what, what you were saying in the break, which will not be mentioned. Um, like, yeah. you, you'd be the sort of dude that would drag someone to the cubicle at the end of the night, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate because I know exactly what you're talking about and we're not going to stoop that low. 
That's that's shocking, Gareth. I know. Shocking behaviour, yeah, isn't it? You wouldn't stoop that low. Yeah. I um, wouldn't. No. Would you? No. Okay. Okay. Don't don't drag people to the cubicle at the end of the night. <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> anyway, uh, we we ready for some some alcohol. Or you, you've already uh, look, been. I've, I, I said this. Uh, I said this before. Um, I, I waited all night <laughs> for fucking Dadiri, right? And there was a line of like 30, 30 middle-aged women. Is this when he played at Suki Lounge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to talk to him, and I had like eight. Uh, no, okay, okay, it wasn't eight. It was uh, it was five. Five. <laughs> pints. Don't exaggerate. Five if you're going to exaggerate, pints, don't correct yourself. Five pints of beer waiting waiting to speak to Dadiri because. I said, oh, look, I wait till the very end. Uh, look, some of our listeners have heard this story before. By the time I got, got to him, I was so pissed. You couldn't even I interview couldn't, him. You just I got an idea. I couldn't put two words together. I'm like, can you, can you just say, are you listening to the AMR? Hey, I'm the dearie. And, uh, yeah, he did really good. It's still you, uh, the idea. It's a great you know, idea, it's, yeah. It's still used today. It's a great idea. Um, but uh, he's coming up at Suki Lounge very soon. Oh, yeah. we're going SukiLounge.com.au. Nat Vazer. And, He's and also coming. That vase is at the end of the month, which I'm really keen but, um, for. I should know, be down there. Oh man, I tell you what, I, uh, I've, <laughs> it's the best freaking well, venue. Time, on next the time planet, he comes, mate. next time he comes uh, down, you'll right, have to fucking not. you'll have to fucking stay sober. You want me to keep you away from the bar? That's not. That's not. That's incredibly hard, Dan. Because sometimes I actually right. get to go behind the bar to take for photography. Uh, tell tell me about you because um, you're going to mention your phone. top four favorite gigs. I was I was going to go through uh, something else first. I was just going to find it. Um, yeah, hang on, I've got to find my glasses. Uh, yeah, some of the gigs I've been to just at Suki this year, I was going to go through them. Uh, and then I'm going to tell you my four favourite gigs from across the music world so far this year. Okay. So, um, look, and we, we have seen a few gigs and I haven't seen them all either. Uh, but uh, I forgot to actually write one down and that was um, uh, Gecko. Um, uh, uh, G- Jared Holmes. Mm-hmm. Should have also been on the list. So and and, and also, uh, um, oh shit, Blin, Blin's um, Daisy West should have also been on the list. Mm. Uh, but I forgot you guys. I'm sorry, but you got to mention here. <laughs> I love you. Honorable mention. Well, they're locals as well, so uh, I, I really should mention the locals more, uh, especially at Suki Lounge. But uh, I've seen so many shows at Suki Lounge, and I've had uh, some great company as well come with me, um, including. Um, Suze, mm-hmm. uh, who came and saw uh, Jack Jones, and yeah, I remember and, she was very and, excited um, to go along to that. She wasn't going to miss that. Uh, and, and and Jason Singh mm-hmm. from Taxi Right now, she got to interview Jason Singh. She did a good job too, man. That was her very first interview in all time history with AMR, and she was absolutely fantastic. And Suze has been absolutely amazing uh, on the Mint Factory mm-hmm. as well as the uh, the AMR Suki podcast. Oh yeah. Um. Well, it's been a pleasure having Suze on board, and uh, hopefully she's uh, going to be part of the team for a very, very long time. She's going to be writing some reviews and and hopefully we should get and stuff on the, on the, there on the should website. Be some more written stuff yeah. coming up soon. Yeah, um, sort of stand by for that. Yeah, she's uh, mm. getting right get, getting right into the music journalism soon, and uh, that's that's what we love to you know we'll hope to do mm. here at AMR, and that is keep expanding uh, in all those realms of, of music journalism. And uh, yeah, Suze has been a, a pioneer. Mm. Uh, in that with the news segment, which he does on the Ming Factory, which is not just music news, it's just fun topics that, oh, yeah. you know, like uh, why women have breasts. <laughs> 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 I 
She uh, really go yeah, for the, all, the top, top quality journalism. Uh, that, uh, there's so much dog shit pooed on Australian lawns every year that can fill the Sydney Harbour. Yeah, stories like that. <laughs> stories that matter, <laughs> but also stories from the from, oh, you know from the music world as well that actually matter as well. Can I have a thirty second rant here? Yeah, dog shit. Yeah, it, it's oh, bad enough. Go. It's bad enough. No, it's, it's bad enough dumping your yeah. dog shit. And this no, this is very. This is a very important topic, and because it like, pisses me off, no end. Because <laughs> every time I take walks around my my suburb, I uh, people leave their dog shit. They they let their dog. Yeah, but you're shit in Box Hill, them. dude. Like, it's don't not- I give away my location. Shut up. Uh, they. They, they, sh- the dog shit, ne- they make the dog shit next to the footpath and they leave it there. Now, one thing that wor- is worse, right, is where they take the doggy bag, <laughs> they shit the dog, they shit the dog shits, they pick it up in the bag and you think, right, they're going to take it home. No, then they dump the bag, right? So not only are they making a mess on a public path. Plastic. But it's, like, it's plastic. It's rubbish. So not only it's like plastic it's, and poo. You may as well just like go start walking around with two feet, middle fingers up in the air, going "fuck the community" and "fuck the environment." Because I'm going to fuck both of yous. Well, how about this? Rant done. How about this? If the council allowed dogs, it should be up to them to put a doggy do. Why um, are they not doggy do bins? A doggy do pot or or a hole in the exactly. ground. Every every four five hundred meters or something. Well, I mean, you'd trip over it. That'd be the problem. Yeah, I mean, they can put a. I can put an emergency telephone on a fucking freeway every kilometre. Yeah. As I, <laughs> anyway, I, as I? a non-dog owner, do not want to have to pay an, for it. I had an important topic go. to talk about. Top four gigs. Go on. No, I'm going, I'm going to go through the, the shows I've seen so far this year. I did mention Daisy West and mm. uh, and Jared Holmes, as well as, now have a listen to this, Jack Jones. Yes. AKA Irvin Thomas. Alpha Wolf. Mm-hmm. Ella Hooper. Bonnie Anderson. Daniel Champagne. Majak Door, Press Club, Sarah McLeod, Jason Singh from Taxi Ride, uh, Nathan Cavalieri, Zen Monkey, Chocolate Starfish, Void of Vision. I don't think I've missed any. I may have. I may have missed one or two. I'm sorry if I have. Uh, but uh, it, all, it all sort of combines into oh, one big man. blurry experience by the sounds of it. Sugilands.com.au. Uh, go, and, go, and get, go and get your tickets to your show because uh, I'm not kidding. It is the best show. Get up a few hours early. Go and have something to eat, a couple of beers in the beer garden, a little bit of a walk around town, and you'll have one of the best music nights you have ever had. And uh, by the way, I love you, Stephen Sue. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give you a big kiss next yeah, week when yeah. he comes down. Big uh, sloppy, no, um, big sloppy fern tree gully kiss. Uh, no, Belgrave kiss. Uh, Belgrave, Belgrave. They're in Belgrave. At well, the end of the line. The, Suki oh, Lounge. Suki, of course. Take um, the train. Yeah, 16, so get pissed. 1648 belt high. And that's right. Yeah. Trains all weekend, all night. Why not? Um, now the, the first, uh, well, the four, the four best shows I've seen all year, and there is obviously a couple of Suki shows there. Uh, Press Club, fucking amazing. Natalie as a front woman in mm-hmm. a band is one of the the best female fronted band I've seen in the sort of heavy realm. She's not, they're not super super heavy. Watch out, Carly. You got some competition. They're, they're stonker. <laughs> right? Now Carly, Carly's just she's one of us, mate. Okay, you, you don't have you competition when you're one of us, right? But. Uh, uh, yeah, what a band, a press club. Uh, I saw them, uh, I think it was, uh, early March, mm. about Marchish. Um, yeah, one band you gotta see. Uh, seriously, coming, they're playing at, um, at Full Tilt, which is sold out, unfortunately, uh, via DAL, Destroy All Lines, mm. coming up to Kobe Velodrome. Um, fucked if I know what date it is, cause I haven't got a ticket myself yet. Um, hopefully I will. All right, number three, what have we got? Mia Ray. Nice. At the bowl. Now, how's this? She was the, the first art she was actually supporting 
um, uh, Bernard Fanning and mm-hmm. something for Kate as well as Dadiri. She was an absolute standout. I'm not kidding. She's the most beautiful voice I've ever heard live in a big her, arena. Her music, it really does focus on her vocals, so I'm not surprised. Mm, yeah, yeah. The stuff we've heard and had the sentiment and the beautiful. S- and the feel in her, in her music and, and just how much fun she had. And I, well, when we when we blocked in, and this we're, we're talking, uh, we're COVID restriction. We're down mm. to like, what was it, twenty five or thirty percent or something like that mm. at the Mind mm. Music Bowl. So we're cattle yarded <laughs> onto um, onto these pods, which they called pods or yep. or uh, um, the stage or decks or whatever they're called, where you can put four to six people in them. Mm. Um, I rocked up there with Suze, uh, yep. which was their first uh, real uh, outside uh, media media mm. representation of AMR. At straight to the ball for summer sounds. Nice. How awesome! <laughs> um, we love our girls here at AMR. We've got to give them, got to give them, as, uh, you know, some some reasons to be here other than our own than our, than our own good looks. <laughs> Damn, right. You know, oh, something uh, like that. Yeah. So we we uh, I, I did uh, take Suze to the show and uh, she had an absolutely amazing time as as did I um, to represent AMR. Thanks to uh, Summer Sounds Festival uh, who actually supplied the tickets. And nice. That was uh, one hell of a show, and uh, it was great to see me get up with, um, with uh, um, Dempsey, mm-hmm. the old the old boy, Paul Dempsey, Paul Dempsey, yeah, and because she had actually collaborated in another song with him recently, which was only just released only 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 a few weeks ago. Um, fucking amazing stuff. All right, number um, two, Void of Vision, Void of Vision. You love those guys, don't yeah, you? Yeah, metal. We're talking metal core to the core. All right, we're we're talking some of the best bands your socks off, I've of ever seen ball. in in heavy music. Um, look, what 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 a privilege it was uh, to catch up with Jack mm-hmm. Bergen, the lead singer, and interviewing the week before the show uh, on Heavy Reborn, mm. and then to go and catch the show, and then to run into him and just grab a drink of water. Hey, are you Jack? Oh yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm Gareth Rayner. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then to see this. You guys, when when did you interview him for? Because you've interviewed him for Heavy Reborn, haven't you? Yeah, just a yeah. week before the actual oh, show live. Right. Yeah, 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 at Suki. So it was uh, kind of. It's it's good when they rec- when they remember what you're like when you're going back after you've interviewed them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they and they go, oh, fucking yeah, that was that was great fun, and and it's uh, you know bands like Void of Vision and uh, and Thornhill. Mm. Uh, you know, the heavier, stoinkier, uh, just mad bands. I mean, look, a lot of people out there are thinking, oh, heavy music. I'm not really into it. You know, some of it's good, some of it's not. You got to go to a show and see a metalcore band, especially mm. from the crew from Destroy All Lines and make sure you see it at Suki because it really is such an intimate venue. You can get up really close. Mm. Um, you can actually see how these bands operate. It is one hell of a freaking show to see the most talented, heavy mm. bands on the fucking mm. planet and you're only literally five to ten metres away <laughs> from from the lead singers of some of these bands that are actually filling out or, or, you know, backing bands like um, uh, fucking uh, Park, Parkway Drive or, mm. or um, could mm. be uh, you know, some of the bigger American bands, whoever yep. the fuck it is, you know. Um, well, get out and see one, yeah. Right. And follow Destroy All Lines because uh, those, those dudes are legends. Number now, one. number one, Birds of Tokyo with Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Now, we know these guys very well. Birds of Tokyo, uh, the drummer from Birds of Tokyo, Adam Weston, is in fact the uh, the head honcho out at uh, Firestarter Media, which sent through 
They've been a little bit quiet lately because uh, they're on the other side of the continent. They've uh, they've had a lot of shows with birds. Uh, they're they're sort of recouping um, with with birds of Tokyo and stuff. But uh, Adam Weston has been amazing with uh, the music as well as um, our mate. Um, uh, shit, I forgot the fuck. I'm going blank. Uh, oh, you mean the other guy from Fire Star? Yeah, yeah. The other guy. He's going to kill me now. Um, oh. Yeah, John. John, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't think of his name. But yeah, yeah Westy and John, they're Bob. great. They're great reps. Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> You're just going to default to that, are you? Yeah. All right. Uh, no, they. Uh, yeah, you were looking forward to that one for so long. I remember. Well, I had uh, someone. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know. I'll go through the story. Like you know, there's a little bit of personality, personal life, as far as my. Well, you didn't know who was going to be available. Someone sent a, someone sent a, a message through saying, "Look, do you want to go to this?" And I, I got tickets, and she fucking piked on me. So I ended up taking a friend. I took Whitney, mm. uh, who did uh, um, heavy, uh, did the Mint Factory with us for I think three episodes. Yeah, uh, and we had the, the most amazing show I've ever seen. Mm. Um, Birds of Tokyo, which is just one amazing band, as, as you know. Uh, and then to see them play with uh, one of the most incredible symphony orchestras, <laughs> symphony orchestras on the planet, the Mel- the MSO was uh, was an absolute privilege. And not only that, but we had the best seats in the yeah. whole house yeah. uh, via the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra yeah. publicity department. Well, yeah, it was just something to die for. If you ever get the chance, <laughs> go and see. Yeah, your favorite band, your favorite, your favorite band with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, or your your local city orchestra. Go and see it whenever you get the chance. Go and support that style of music. It's it's amazing. Thank you for that elaborate explanation. Oh, can I take a breath? Gigs. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Thanks to everyone that came with me to those shows too. By the way, whoever you may be. All right, let's do alcohol review. Oh fuck! Do you want to do- already? Well, yeah. <laughs> Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh, we have ourselves this this week, Gareth, a uh, a Belgian amber ale, courtesy of. Well, does, I don't know where it's from, actually. Belgium. Well, it's yes. No, thanks for the obvious. Um, <laughs> it's this who it's imported by, but I don't give a shit about that. It's called I, Palm. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a wank already. It, it's. I'm trying to see. Is there any wank on there? <laughs> That's no, it's like, just uh, it's all Belgian. This there's always actually bomb. You know that you know they're built it. <laughs> you the, know they've built it. There's for a reason Exmoor. why the Germans bombed Belgium, right? Not because oh, I didn't like them. Not because I didn't like them. Because what you thought their beer was shit. Because they were wanks. It's five point two percent. Sorry, Belgium. We it's don't mean that. One point four Aussie standards. Uh, the UK standards are small. I've always noticed this on the measurements. <laughs> Your case is very small. Yeah, to talk about comparing sizes, yeah. <laughs> eh? It's one point seven standards if you're in the UK, but yeah, you can tell it's an import beer because it has all the different languages, so they don't have room for for wank. <laughs> you know what they say? I know I know so much, don't you? No, it's like fucking. This is something I've never seen before in it. <laughs> so the only description it gives it says beer contains barley and malt. <laughs> well, that's hello. Right. Um, congratulations. Uh, Let's open it, yeah? That's I kind of, yeah. Come on. Okay, go. Okay. We can't waste any more time. You spent 20 minutes telling me about all your every, every gig you went to this year. 
was super quiet. <laughs> I almost did it exactly the same before it even happened. It smells very hoppy. It's, Can you smell yeah. it? Um, yeah, it smells like beer. Let's have a taste, eh? Okay. <sighs> yeah, it tastes like Chardonnay. Riverside Landing. It's a- <laughs> Says that as he takes another sip of the Riverside <sighs> Landing. It's got a very pleasant bitterness to it, I would say. I, I know mean, you would hate this. Uh, is it a bitter? Mm-mm. No, I don't mind. Bitter gives a taste. No. It's an amber ale, you Read the fucking bottle. <laughs> that is nothing bitter about that at all. That is soft as a cock. Oh, okay. Rightio. After you- Are you serious? You, you whistle. Well, this is my first sip of alcohol for the evening. This, yeah. is, this is why we don't hire people under 30, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a pleasant business. <laughs> he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> oh, God. Bitter. Bitter. Hey? I didn't say Are it you was serious. I didn't say it was a bitter. I said it has a slight pleasant bitterness. <laughs> there is a difference, man. That tastes like fucking cream. I'm not kidding. That tastes. It tastes like cream. Everything that would taste like, like cream after you drunk like, half a bottle of Riverside Landing. Like whipped cream. It's all right. I'll give it that. All right. Three, three, three and a bit stars out of five. Three That's, and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. Hang on, what did I say? Stars. Three and a half piss wheat creams out of five. <laughs> Three and a half palms. Do you want to have another sip? No. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> tell me tell me about the next artist we're going to play. I don't know. Oh, Amy yeah, Archer. Amy. Amy Archer. Yeah, I thought this was uh, Ash she's, Archer's she's, cousin. I mistyped no. it as Ash Archer no, too. No, I wasn't. I was only saying that because I played a gig with him yesterday. Uh, we don't know much about the girl, but uh, she's- she, Well, I looked up her Facebook. Oh, you stalky, did? Stalky, stalky. Uh, did. If, apparently, if we bribe her with chocolate, we're going to- be, have a song written about us according oh, to really yeah I tell you what, I'll duck down to Arthur Daly's and I'll spend five bucks a cho- on chocolate and she'll be here is for that an a interview. fancy chocolate place no is it's it? the cheapest fuck chocolate place but is it find. with like good chocolate it's got like a whole row it's like um, just um, like it's got it's got Christmas toys in one row and chocolate in the yeah. other because every so time one of those stores every time I go part to my girlfriend's parents place in Roville. We um pass the Daryl Lee factory, and oh, every time yeah. so we're going to go in there. So you know, we, what? And we never do. You know what? I used to work at Cadbury. You did. Ah, uh, traitors of the cause. Amy, I see. Amy Archer, if you're listening, I did actually used to work at Cadbury. I have secrets. Okay, I got cheat codes. What to get extra chocolate? I think they all expired in 1997. No, no I've got, I've got, I've got. Like, I can, I can bribe her with cheat codes okay. of, of how to actually make chocolate. And well, what, what? Oh, giving away industrial secrets, I see. I can give away those secrets. Ah, yes. Cool. Okay, if I get a knock on the door from ASIO, I know where to direct them then. Um, No, no, I don't think ASIO make chocolate. Don't they? No. Ah, Okay. No, No, they make chocolates with like listening devices in it. Do they? Yeah, they're little pills in there. (laughs) They're microscopic. So then when they give them to the Chinese spy and they swallow it, they don't know they're really getting, getting bugged. Okay. You didn't well, hear it from me. Hey, no, no, you heard it from if Birdie. The, if, you heard if, it from- If Asio's listening, no, you didn't hear it from hey, me. Now I know what Birdie Beetle is. Hey, that's the mm. ca- that's the carry version of a bug. Oh. <laughs> but um, I was, I was probably uh, Haley's. Amy, uh, what's your favourite chocolate? We'll send we'll send yeah. you some. <laughs> or oh, actually, come here and we'll 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 you know you'll write a song about us. As I said, I'll go down at Arthur Daly's and buy a buy I'll buy. <laughs> I buy at least five kilos of cho- five kilos of chocolate for like eight bucks. 
Um, Amy's from Melbourne, by the way, too, mm. and very, very, very young too. Um, yeah. She's uh, oh, at the time of the writer. She was. Well, I don't know if that's still her age. Okay, no, hang, on, we'll- see, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not buying chocolate for a 15 year old. Okay, no, it's purely no. it's purely for business <laughs> no, purposes. No, hang on. You, I was saying this innocently. I would say this innocently. You're just not wanting to get in trouble, are you? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't buy chocolate. No, I'll, I'll, I'll buy chocolate. Okay, I promise I will. Uh, just bring him up. Just chocolate. God. Okay. I was trying to keep this keep this above board, and here you are being stupid. I'm, what do you mean? I'm saying she can bring him up. There's a family friendly studio, Dan. That's I th- that's what I was thinking. Far out. Um, uh, no, we love when mom, parents. We mom, love it when parents. Her mum probably we shops love- at Arthur Daly's. <laughs> They're probably from Croydon. Right? No, I, I love it when parents come in to to the studio too with their kids. It's great to see them supporting them. So, in all seriousness, um, yeah, bring your mums in. Yeah, we hope we have and your dads. Uh, and this we're finishing is, off. This on- is M rated show, by the way. Which means, uh, which, which means, uh, um, we'll finish our, our young Speaking of <laughs> going down, going, our young going down south, just scrape in. Um, speaking of going down south, uh, we're going to go oh down to no. for this next <laughs> artist. Here we go. <laughs> this Dan, is a mid factory. Dan, you're going lower and lower. With this well, I mean, it's Tasmania. We're getting pretty low on the globe. Um, Nuria. <laughs> we're playing a new single, Juliet. Now, Nuria, Gareth. Comes with a correct pronunciation. Did you notice that on the, the Pete <laughs> press release? I'm very, very pleased. And props to PR. <laughs> props to PR Files. I've lost him. I've lost him. Props to PR Files for actually providing a pronunciation on the press release. All right. See? Nuria, not Nuria. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. Nu- yeah. 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 Okay. Nu- I get it. It's, it's Nuria. Um, and she's from Tasmania. I, I think that's really good. We, we have, we've, it's been a while since we've had a Tassie artist. Featured on the show, and I'm very happy. I'd love to go down to Tassie. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm dying for a holiday. Travel over the Bass Strait? Mm. Would you take the plane or the boat? Uh, oh, I'll go the slow road. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. An actual road. I didn't realise there was a road across <laughs> across to Tasmania. That's that's new. I haven't heard about that. Uh, this is apparently her first single since her debut album last year. So, and I thought it was brilliantly produced, great bit of strings, and just a lovely swell for the chorus. Beautiful song. Don't you reckon? Yes. And Amy's song was really cool too, honestly. Self-produced as well, as far as we're aware, um, according to the email. If I can bring it up. Uh, I haven't got the email. But no, it says she does all. She produces all her songs herself. So, uh, really good job, Amy, too. She says, sometimes when you fall in love with someone, the experience is so intense, it can feel like both pleasure and a poison. I thought we didn't read the press releases on this show, Cam. It was just stuck out. It's a mass. It's just. A, it's just a random quote from that a just stuck out. No, we, uh, we're, we're not even going to uh, say who that was quoted by. It's just a random quote. Said Nuria. Um, want to say thank you for everyone tuning in again and dealing with our bullshit. <laughs> Isn't that right, Gareth? Please send uh, your um, uh, your music in amrairplayatmail.com for our email if you want to get in touch. Uh, make sure you check out our socials too for AMR underscore Australia, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and is it TikTok as well? We doing yep. TikTok AMR underscore AMR. We are there. Australia. We're alive on TikTok. Uh, Six drops of sinister sauce. <laughs> now for a drop of tenderness. Oh look, it's starting to tick. Better hold my hand. I'm feeling sick. M. Milton, What's your brand off? new son. Is that a TikTok, is it? Milton the Monster, a famous cartoon. Ah. 
From the seventies. Very nice. Before uh, you were born. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, is uh, make sure you go and check out Bar Talk socials on Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, for, for stream us wherever you get your podcasts as well. Or go to australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com <laughs> forward slash bar talk. Just look at the – just go to the main side. You'll find us. Australianmusiciansradio.com. You'll find yeah. all our other shows. Check out our Heavy Reborn and Min Factory while you're there. Um, Gareth, I'm going to let you go before you get embarrassed yourself too much. Why? Because you've already embarrassed yourself enough, I think. I feel embarrassed for you. How does that sound? It's payback time. What, what, are, we pl- <laughs> what are we about to play? Uh, here's uh, Amy Archer with Ivy, followed by Nuria with Juliet. Uh, how's that? Two lovely lady names to finish the show. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> Hopefully with a date. On Bar Talk. To a metal show. Maybe. We'll see. Catch ya. Bye. Bye, Dan. Say something that I can wrap my hands around and be someone.
Australian Musicians Radio dot com.